your your next player that is uh is my other central midfielder but slightly more defensive um and i've gone i've gone from bubakar kamara so i had a big hesitation between him and aurelien chouameni uh but i wanted someone who was more defensive i know chouameni can play that role but he's more he's more of an eight and i put savanier there um so he was my second choice for both positions but Yeah, Boubacar Kamara. Again, I I thought he was going to make his career as a center back. When I saw him play as center back, he was just, you know, a good ball playing defender. Um, maybe not the most vicious in the tackle. Maybe that's where there were there was criticism. But you know, just the smarts. You could tell. You could tell he was just a smart player. So when they moved into center midfield, I thought. Oh. Just it's another one of those. It's like when they move Marquinhos to centre midfield, right? It's just you're kind of wasting what makes that player exceptional for his position. Not that Bubakar Kamara was at that level, but actually, since he's been playing in midfield, he's just been there's a calmness about him, which is even though he's not, the, I mean, he's skillful, but he's not the most, you know, he's not necessarily going to dribble his way out of out of trouble. But there's just something about he wants the ball. He's there. He, For the for the Marseille system, he drops deep as well defensively if needs be, um, and he he just there's there's a value about playing really simple football really effectively, <laughs> and I feel like he's he's that kind of guy. Um, so he'd bring for me my thinking was he'd bring stability in my midfield next to next to Savanier, but actually also he's just had a he's just had a good season, not you know not. Um, You know, not extraordinary, um, but he's had a good, solid season. You know, sort of seven out of ten every game. There's value in that, and he's the bell of the ball for the free. You know, the Bosman. Uh, you know, he's somebody's going to snap him up, and again, he's being smart about it. He's just saying, "I'm not signing yet. Let me see how I finish my season. I'm still 22. Who knows? Let's see. Let's see what choices I can make. And that, again, that, I, I quite like that. That's smart. I'm, I'm surprised more players don't do that, especially at that age. So, uh, yeah, it's Boubacar Kamara of Marseille as my as my hold number six in my three man midfield. Real, real uh, Swiss Army knife for for Marseille the, mm. the last couple of seasons as well. That's three, four seasons even. Uh, but yeah, I agree. He's uh, he, there's definitely a, uh, a with and without Camara in uh, in Marseille this season, uh, and uh, and I think it's uh, I hadn't picked him um, because I couldn't quite. I even following Marseille, the way I follow them, I couldn't quite say which one, who's the difference maker in that in that yeah. midfield of uh, of the three. But if he's not here, uh, th there's a hole because he's the only one uh, in the midfield who's capable of, um, you know, you can put him in a right back position, you can put him in a centre back position during the game. He can adapt to every single situation, yeah. and offensively, he's a real threat. He's got a really, really amazing passing ability, yeah. and you can see that. You can see. Um, um, Payet's like coloring him. You can see that oh. he's seeing the way Payet thinks and the way the passes are going, and he's trying to go for the same kind of uh, passes. And that's only going to to work for him in the in, in the long term. And, and you're right about his attitude towards um, the next contract. I mean, he's got a wife and kids, uh, so people thought, oh, he's going to stay in Marseille now. Uh, but clearly, he just wants to wait his time and to find the best thing to work for yeah. his football for his money. I think he, he said. How much money he wants, and he wants a bit of money, um, and he knows that he can have it now. So you might as well just go, go for your check now. Find the right place to go and get it where you can still play good football. Because at that age, you can actually have both. Um, yeah. So, so go, so go where you can get both. And if it's Marseille, then then great for Marseille. But he's he's aware of how good he can be, uh, yeah. and I think he's also aware that he can be even better. Like if they put him back in centre back, he's going to be amazing because he's got all the the traits of a midfielder. But if they have, if they have him in a midfielder in a team that you know asks a little bit more than what Marseille asks um, out of their player, um, I think he'll very happily answer that question. I mean, he you know he was an an international in in youth and he was the leader of the international team up until uh, under 21. So yeah. I have no I have no doubt we'll see him back there um, once mm. he's proven a little bit more on the European scene with uh, with another club. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, who am I going to get next? Kind of want to go to uh to solidify my my defense a little bit. 
<laughs> um, I, you know what? I'm going to I'm going to bring some players in that are I think are just a little bit unsung heroes because I want to talk about them. Uh, in defense, next to Marquinhos, I'm going to get um, Abdelhamid from Reims. Ah, okay, yeah, I like that. And I think he's just uh, I think he's he kind of is the player of Reims, although his his defense. Mind you, I have another one that I'm that I might call in a little bit later. Uh, I just think that you know he's you know, I guess unsung hero is uh, is the term. He's he's a strong defender. He's mm. actually. I think one of the smartest players we have in um in front defensively. Uh he's he leads his defense, he's very strong on players. He knows what I was saying about um Aguerd. He knows how to adapt to the different strikers that are coming in front of him. And some of them is just yeah. going to be right behind their back, but some of them is going to leave him a bit of space. He knows he's not the fastest defender, so he's just going to be where it needs to be to to stop. He's very regular, like he plays every single game, uh, rarely gets injured, rarely gets suspended. T- to be honest, rarely makes a foul when you see him playing. Uh, a, a very clean um, defender. And and really, um, the player that kind of helped Reims not being at the bottom of the table, I mean, they're not far off, they're 14th, right? Um, but but I think if he's not the one who's leading the defense, um, they're probably struggling uh, a little bit more. Uh, and and mm. I think he's the... Yeah, the kind of player that you kind of you tend to forget when you look at all the best players that you you might have in in Liga. But if you take him out of the team, then the team straight away is going to yeah. uh, is going to crumble. So so that's how important he is. And I, you know, he's what, how old is he? He's over thirty now, thirty three. Yeah. Yeah. Um, if you, I think, if you put him in a club with a little bit more. Uh, of a name, like whether it's a Rennes or a Nice or something, he becomes your Dante, he becomes your Fonte, he still mm. becomes um, the leader of a team like this who can help the other players um, be- become as uh, as good as they are. So yeah, you, you need Sabdelhamid in, uh, in ah, defense I like that. next to Marquinhos. I like that, slightly slightly left-wing left wing choice. But yeah, I mean, uh, you know, Hans have been, have been really good defensively for, for a little while now, um, and he's been at the club um, for a few years. And um, yeah, he's he's yeah he looks quite effortless when he plays, which is always quite quite nice, especially for a club that's gonna that's gonna be more on the back foot than than, than mm-hmm. other teams, right? So um, yeah, and he's and his and his career arc has been, you know, he again was he was he at Dijon before or yeah, and then he did yeah. win Ligue 2 with Reims. Uh, and yeah. and stuck with them uh, with those, those two first league season where they were at the top, uh, yeah, the top like yeah, eight and six. Um, so so yeah, he 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 stuck with them and I think showed how good it was. And now he, he sure it looks like he's in the end of it. Um, mm. but but for the first for the first half, I thought um, the few games that I watched where he was playing, I really was impressed with how uh, how strong he can be defensively. I can, I'm sure people listening will find me a game where he. Was completely ghostly, and then I'm going to get roasted for it. But uh, <laughs> but he's, he's usually consistently a solid defender. Yeah. Go ahead. What's your What's your next pick, Batist? I'm gonna go for my goalkeeper now. And then I've got the spine of my team, and I've gone for Anthony Lopez. Yeah, two. Yeah. Uh, I've always quite liked Lopez. He's just a complete nut job, which is quite. <laughs> I find quite <laughs> I find quite endearing. I, I think there's something, you know. Barthez was a nut job, you know, and he was a great goalkeeper. Mm-hmm. Oliver Kahn was a nut nut job, you know. Jens Lehmann. I mean, there's there's a bunch of them, um, and and Lopez has been that for for a number of years, um, and he he does he does that have the ability to self destruct quite quite a lot, which is also quite good fun. But actually, on his line, he's one of the best shot stoppers in the league. Um, mm-hmm. And and he's he has calmed down, um, you know, when he goes into contact in the air. Today, he's calmed down today. We've seen him today not smashing Icardi when yeah. he could have. <laughs> so he's, he's, you know, he just needs to add, I mean, now he's what, maybe 30, 31. Um, so it feels weird to say he just needs to add a bit of, add a bit of maturity to his game. But, you know, he's 30, 31 is still young for a keeper. He he has been um he's been very good for Lyon for years. He's also obviously a leader. I mean, some Lyon fans don't necessarily like him because he opens his mouth quite a lot and 
he was an ex bad he was a bad gun right and um it's been a bit tense with him but he's that also means he's got the balls to call out stuff that he doesn't like and he's got some legitimacy at the club um so he's he's i think for the fun factor and um and the fact he's he ha- genuinely has been well for me the best goalkeeper in france over the first six months um he's he's in my team yeah interesting to see that he he, he was strong the first few seasons mm. and then he maybe got like a few weeks month where he was a little bit under it at the beginning of 2021 the Andre Onana rumor comes when Peter Boss comes in uh, mm. and then he's back at his level right at the time where Leon needs him the most because the defense hasn't been yeah. um, hasn't been great. He's on par to make the most saves he's made in any season um, in, in Liga. He's made 69 saves, saves since the beginning of the season already. Um, so, so clearly the defense leaves him exposed and, uh, and mm. some of his saves has just been, um, you know, uh, yeah. point winning clearly um, yeah. without him, Leon. I mean, not that they're doing amazing. They're still second half of the of the table, but without him, they'll probably be be under that. Um, and I think it's uh, it's a show of character that probably ties in with the crazy personality, the bad gun, da da da. That the moment where he was the most threatened, um, he just made the most of yeah. it and and really, uh, yeah, really showed up and 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 did what it took to uh, to keep his team in the in the narrative because you know they're not too far from the Europe, but they they'll need him at a strong level for the second half as well. Yeah, and they try, and they also tried to supplant him. Was it last year or two years ago with Tata Risanu, the yeah. R- Romanian Romanian goalkeeper? And I quite I quite enjoyed when they signed him and they you know unveiled him. And uh, you know Tata Risanu was asked, Are "You have you come here to be number one?" And he was like, "Oh yeah, well that's kind of what I've been told." And then straight away they got like, "No, that's not that's not happening." <laughs> you know, like directly in interviews, he was like. There's no reason to, for me to think I'm still I'm not still the number one, and that's not going to change. So he, he has he has a strong ment- he has a strong mentality. I mean, that, there's a bit of an element of he's the big fish in a little pond. Uh, Lyon is a big pond, but you know uh, the Lyon goalkeeping role is is a little one, and um, and he's and he's and he's very and he's very vocal. But I mean, God knows how many games he's played now for Lyon, and he's probably maybe hitting the peak of his career. So he's, um, yeah, that, that maturity, that calmness that he's had at least for the first six months of the year, I'm not going to predict anything for the rest of the year, but at least for the first six months of the year, he's, he's been, he's been great. And great to see um, a player who's, who's that good, who's Portugal international uh, stick yeah. for his team. You know, I'm, I'm sure he had some open, some openings at one point, uh, but yeah, yeah he stayed at Lyon and, and performing for that long. And, and I wouldn't be surprised if, yeah, you get probably a couple more years out of him. Yeah. If you keep motivating him with, uh, with fake transfer rumors, yeah. and, uh, then you'll keep, <laughs> you'll keep performing. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, all right, you got your keeper. I'm, I'm, I'm going to be uh, an asshole and wait for the last one to get my keeper then, so I can still play her in the meantime. Right. It's getting tactical. <laughs> getting tactical. It's a chess. It's a chess game now. <laughs> uh, I'm going to take. To be honest, I don't know yet where I'm putting it on my, uh, uh, on my team uh, because he can play a few positions. But I'm going to take him because of clearly how good he has been. Um, Jonathan Kloss, the uh, right back, wing back. Of yeah. loss, which uh, which I'm sure you had on your board yeah. somewhere. Yeah. Um, 19 game, eight assists, uh, two goals. Just uh, you know, one of the reasons again that Frank Ez is praised that loss is the ability to have him onto on the right wing. Uh, just just doing him thing. He is fast. He doesn't hesitate uh, to dribble. He doesn't hesitate to run all the way to the box. Uh, he goes on. He gets on really well with Fofana. With yeah. Kakuta, uh, with Sotoka in front of him, with Kalimwendo. He understands how they play. He's a very good set piece taker, um, free kicks, uh, corner yeah. kicks. He takes them all. Uh, and, and defensively, he's a bit of an animal. He doesn't hesitate to, uh, to tackle, uh, by behind. He, he goes under the other player's skins. Uh, and I think he's, he's showing how strong, uh, he can be for, for, for Lance or for any team. Good enough for the France squad. I think so. Yeah, yeah. I don't, I don't, I don't see why not. Like, I don't see why you would. I don't see one parameter on, in his game that is less good than Pavard, Dubois, Pavard, <laughs> even Koundé. 
Yeah, I could be as a centre back anyway, right? I mean, yeah, I mean, well, yeah. Sure. Plays. I, uh, I, I was, wait, I meant, I meant uh, Mukiele, excuse me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, but I mean, Kunde's played right back for France for some reason. But um, yeah, no, he's, he's, yeah, I mean, that's, I'm asking because that's the big clamor at the moment in France, right? Is why are we sticking with Benjamin Pavard when who's a centre back and doesn't like to play as a wing back and who's been poor when we've got Jonathan Close? No. Part of me thinks on that front, have a bit of respect for Pavard. I mean, people are laughing at him now, but he scored a blind at the World Cup, won us the World Cup. You know, like, have some respect for a guy who's delivered. Yeah, he had a he's poor Euro. He's at Bayern Munich. Yeah, he had a poor Euro, but he was also concussed in the first game. So imagine, mm-hmm. yeah, of course he had a poor second game when it's 30 degrees heat and you you were concussed like two days ago and played a full game. But, um, but no, he's, I mean... Lance's strategy, transfer strategy over the last few years has just been phenomenal. I mean, that guy was playing in Germany and unheard of, at mm-hmm. least in the French public, right? And came in wing back in a 3-5-2, absolutely fantastic. Uh, also, I, I know you just mentioned him, but had, and I know it's not talking about Klaus himself, but Kakuta, I mean, the guy who made all the wrong career choices through... <laughs> Until he turned until he turned thirty, but he's been he's been a great addition. But no, I mean he was my first choice for right back. Plus he's just been yeah, he's just been that good. he's just been that good. He's just he's him and Fofana the guys everyone thinks of when you talk about Nos. Um So yeah, I mean not surprised. Big gutted you've got him, but not surprised. <laughs> <laughs> he's uh yeah he was he was a strong choice. I just, like I said I'm I'm leaving my options open as to where yeah. he goes on my uh, on my Saint Pauli. Uh, tactics. <laughs> so, <laughs> so hold hold on. Wait, you've got your three four three. Which which positions have you picked? I need to know now because before I pick my last, my my last. Uh, I guess my last two. So I don't know. I don't know if I don't know if Klaus is my third central defender or if he's in the midfield. Mm. Sorry, mm. he's not my striker. If 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 that helps. Yeah. <laughs> so I don't need to. Take, I don't need to choose my right back now because you've just chosen yours. So. I'm gonna I'm gonna go for left back, um, <laughs> and I'm hesitating between two, but I think I'm gonna go for Adrien Truffert of Rennes. Okay. I was hesitating between him and Melvin Bach because part of me likes rubbing uh, in Lyon fans' face. I mean, I love Lyon, but I like like rubbing in your fans' face that my left-hand side would have been Guiri and Bach. <laughs> two, two players they should have kept, along with Kalulu and, you know, many others. But um, but Truffert, uh, it's not often that in your first professional game as a left-back, you score two goals. <laughs> um, and that's, I think he's just gone from strength to strength after that. He's just so, there's a little bit of Lisa Azu to him, in my mind. I mean, he's not the tallest. He's quite scrappy. Um, defensively, but he's got a wicked left foot, and um, it's always nice. I mean, it's always nice to see a, a young, you know. I mean, the choice would have been the same with Bar, but it's nice to see a young French French guy making it onto the scene. And uh, there wasn't much. I've got to say, there wasn't much choice for left back. I mean, it was them two or Caio yeah. Enrique that I had in mind for Monaco, but Monaco season has been poor, so. Um, So I've got for Adrien Truffert. I think he's. I can see him staying for a few more years. He's got two anyway, but uh, it, he's been exciting to watch as a really, really attacking left back um, who, who enjoys a good shot and he's got great, great crossing ability. So he's he's my choice. Yeah, he's he's done so well that he pushed uh, what is his name Fetou Mawasa out yeah. of the out of the team, like transferred him out of Rennes when when Mawasa yeah. at that. Point I feel was probably one of the best left back in Liga. Uh, yeah. So you know, coming back from the injury he was not as good. Uh, but uh, but Truffert just basically um, yeah moved moved him away, uh, which is uh, which is no small feat I think mm. you know to be able to uh, to be able to do that. Uh, yeah, I guess the other left back that I was like yeah maybe like Renildo sometimes uh, in Lille yeah. every other, every other uh-huh. game, but then <laughs> but then he gets a red card when yeah. when when the ball is on the other side of another corner and. And that should never happen. So <laughs> sometimes, but not, but not all the time, Renil, though. Um, okay, where am I going to go now? I think I'm going to go back up front. Uh, the choice is difficult for my last striker. I've got one in mind, so but I'm intrigued to see if that's the same one. 
I have three. I'm, I'm going to give you the three and check your face now. <laughs> I'm, I'm his. So the three that I that I had in my list besides who I, who I already picked were obviously uh, Gaetan Laborde, Wissam Ben Yedder, and and Hugo Ekitike. I'm going to go for Gaetan Laborde, but I had Wissam Ben Yedder and, and Ekitike. Uh, ben Yedder because regardless what you throw at him, how many times yeah. you put him on the bench, how many times you you stop playing him, regardless who you put around him, he's at 10 goals in, in 19 games. Uh, and I think he's going to have a, probably an okay second season, a second part of the season, sorry, um, under Philippe Clément. And also because uh, he comes from a futsal world and, and yeah. I think it always is worth a shout that you have a yeah. player who's, yeah. who's grew to be a, a futsal player uh, and then... Um, not effortlessly, but almost uh, became a professional player on eleven aside and uh, and had a career that he had. Uh, but yeah, ten goals already uh, in in nineteen games yeah. for for Wisabeni there. A, a lot, a lot of penalties though. I've got to say that's yeah, the only, for sure. They have to be scored. They have to be scored. Yeah, I agree. I thought about Ben Yedder. I think that's what because uh, I had Laborde as, as my other choice, but um, and obviously AKTK he's been impressive, but. For Ben Yedder, that was the only drawback. Because actually, like you said, I actually think Ben Yedder, I feel like he's played in 12 different systems whilst at Monaco. And actually, in some cases, he's been asked to lead the line on his own. Uh, even though he's quite slight and, uh, you know, he's not the tallest. Obviously, they don't they don't hoof it up top, but he's not the tallest bloke in the world either. Mm-hmm. He's not the strongest. He's just, really, he's just a really smart player. So, yeah, he's, uh, he would have yeah, been a good choice deserving, that's for sure. But you and, uh, and yeah, and, in the end, yeah, I get that. I was thinking because uh, you know he's got eight goals already, and uh, I think we're we're seeing if if you know barring injury or whatever, we're seeing a player who's about to explode and mm. who's going to get his big move next summer or the one after because that's it. You see the smarts, you see how he plays, you see the runs. Is uh, his, his doesn't have any issues when the ball is his feet, uh, and and the balls to score a goal at the Velodrome and yes, go and to go and tell people. Very good. You have to. You gotta respect that. Uh, all right, Gaëtan Laborde. Uh, well, mm. you know he was the man at Montpellier last season. Uh, the season started and he decided to keep being the man for Montpellier for a couple of games, and then moved to Rennes. And although he had uh, not the best last. Uh, four or five games. Um, he's brought so much to Rennes. I feel when you arrive, he brought um, the what what Enjai had and then lost, what Girassi high and then lost, mm. which is the ability to actually be a presence in the box that's going to stop them. But also maybe what the Rennes fans didn't know, uh, Laborde can play anywhere on the front yes. of the attack and has an, an amazing cross on him. Uh, he's very good at picking players just at, outside of the box. He, whoever you put next to him is going to be able to develop um, an ability to work with them because he observes them a lot and is going to adapt his game to what they are doing. And I've said that five times now. I really like a player who adapts to yeah. um, the, the rest of his team and understand what the strength of his of his teammates are. Um, yeah, six game and four assists in uh, in sixteen game. Yeah, the moment where he scored every 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 week. Um, yeah. and, and you know, since that maybe maybe seeing a bit of a uh, the bottom of the way for a minute, but uh, five goals in in Conference League as well. Yeah. which Ryan has been um, re- really good in. Uh, and, and just yeah, just the fact that him being in, in attack almost feel like uh, he's not that dangerous. And then he gets the ball and he's going to eliminate one player, find somebody in an empty space, or just try to shoot. And um, although he's, he's left-footed, yeah, he's left-footed. Yeah. Um, left foot, right foot, no difference. He can score yeah. from any, any, and he's also very good at heading. I loved when he was playing with Delors, the fact that he was probably even better at passing the ball to Delors than at scoring. Uh, yeah. And now he doesn't have... A striker as good as Delors next to him. I mean, Terrier is not there yet, although he scored a, mm-hmm. a few goals. Um, and so he's happy to take on that role, um, but but also um, to, to keep the his football the way it was. Uh, and, and another league and product, you know, uh, a yeah. bit of Bordeaux, a bit yeah. of Montpellier, uh, and now in Rennes. And uh, it's 27. It's not over. He might he might go overseas, but uh, made most of his career uh, here, and and you know, sort of um, exploded. Or, or yeah. revealed himself a bit late, you know, past his 20, past 25. 
Yeah, I, 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 I mean, I think it's a great choice. I've, I've had him on my list. I think what I've been impressed with is, like you said, his his adaptability, but also when he was at Montpellier, he was part of a two, right? And with uh, was it Mole in, in in behind him? But um, he like he was not more of a creator than the scorer, but he he was in that sort of uh, secondary role to Delors. Delors was hogging the limelight, you know, not not on purpose, but just because that's what Andy Delors does. He scores, he scores outrageous goals as well, and he's got a big personality. Um, and actually going to Rennes, playing as a lone striker, pretty much, because he's got, you know, Terrier is not really a striker for me. Yeah, winger. So he's a le- yeah, left winger come striker. You know, Suleimana, Doku, those guys, they're not, you know, they're not guys who are going to get in the box, right? And he's... And he's led the line really well. I think that's been that's been what I've been most impressed with. That's my that's my third striker. Yeah, I got my yeah. offensive line done now. Yeah, well, so now I'm moving on to my right winger, uh, and I'm going to take someone. So I had a choice between a player because I've gone for genuine wingers that I've tried to, and I had a choice between a Bordeaux player, an Angers player. And a not player <laughs> that shows the depth of the of the of the right wing spot. Mm-hmm. But I've got I really, for, I really like the Angers player. Yeah, yeah, I think so. I, I, I've gone for the not player. I've gone for okay. Ludovic Blas. Um, I felt like at Guingamp he just wasn't. There was a lot of talk about how good he was on the ball. I know he had some injuries, and obviously he had a really bad injury when he joined. Uh, it just before he joined, or just when he joined Nantes. Yeah, just after I joined, yeah, yeah. Yeah, um, but over the last 18 months and certainly the first start, part of the season, it's just been adding goals, adding, you know, just been really decisive when, you know, Nantes, they're not always going to be on the front foot, but he's just been present, scoring goals, just making, yeah, making his presence felt and being a real a real threat going forward. Um, and so, yeah, I thought I need to, I've got Guilly on my left-hand side who's a, so I've got, you know, uh, inverted inverted wingers effectively on both sides supporting Kilian. So, uh, yeah, I went for Ludovic Blas. I thought also it was a good reward for for not. I mean, I, I, you know, they they barely made it back into Liga. <laughs> effectively, people were laughing at Comboire when he joined. I mean, before him was Dominic. So what can you laugh at? Mm-hmm. Um, and so I'm quite happy. I mean, I like not it's a historic it's a historic club. We should be doing better. Uh, I'm happy for Comboire because he got unfairly sacked from PSG at the time. Although I understood why they got Ancelotti, but and then it was difficult for him after that. Um, and he steadied the ship, and they play good, solid football. And with Blas and Moses Simon, who was one of my other choices on the left wing, they've got exciting players who. Hitting, hitting their peak. So it felt like just reward. I mean, my other two choices were Mohamed Ali Cho, Cho for Angers. Oh. Yeah, you thought of Bouffal, maybe. No, Jimmy Cabo. Yes. I mean, there are three. I love Jimmy Cabo. Yeah. Um, but Cho, Cho's been quite good fun to watch as well. Yeah, for sure, for sure. But doesn't score for somebody who's meant to be getting a few goals, but... He's not worth thirty or forty million, but he's definitely one to look out for. And then my my other right winger was uh, Ellis from Bordeaux. Yeah, who, I read Ellis. Who's so much fun? I think he's just like he's got a set, I think it's because of um, you know the part of the world he's come he comes from. But I think yeah, there's, an element, there's an element of uh, powder one shop to him. I think just <laughs> that, I quite, <laughs> that I quite like. So um, yeah, but I went for Ludovic Blas in the end. I was surprised last year when uh, when um, uh, what's his name Imran Luza left for Watford because yeah. um, yeah. in my in my mind I mean Luza's good uh, yeah. but Blas was the real talent um, to to pick at Nantes and and Randall Kolomani and yes. and, and, and Moses Simon of course if you want to um, but but um, but uh, to me Blas is definitely the raw talent uh, yeah. in Nantes the one that you can see when he touches the ball something is going to happen uh, and also there's a very a very smart player and somebody that's, that is bringing a lot to Nantes and and you know I don't think anybody expected them to do that well uh, if I'm not mistaken I had put them into my uh, relegations favorite uh, at the yeah. beginning of the season with, with Comboy at the head uh, but yeah. it, I'm glad that he's proving us wrong uh, and I think Blas 
if he keeps going like this, first he's going to get his move. Um, and, and then I don't see why um, I don't see why we're not seeing a player who can be, you know, just a, just a player who's going to have a good career. He's he's mm. just he's just good. He's good. He's smart. He's strong. He's fast. Um, he doesn't hesitate to to you know put his body on the line when when he needs to. Uh, and and you can see that there's a little bit of um, I'm not going to call that attitude, but uh, definitely a little bit of he's not going to let somebody walk all over him. Uh, yeah. And and you need that in in the position that he. That, that he plays. I was seeing him more as a center mid than a than a right winger, but I'll, I'll yeah, I think I think he played. Right. He's played more on a right winger the last sort of eighteen months. That's where I've seen him. I've seen him play. Um, but I, I know I know at Gangai he was more central. Yeah. Yeah, I, I guess I, I just have in mind. I think it was the Marseille game where he was behind um, mm. Colomani, but but he's uh, also was on the right wing. Um, yeah. So 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 yeah. Anyway, oh, who am I getting? Wait, wait, wait. Last... Who have you got left as your my as last? Your well, I mean, it's it's either I do. A, a, I'm I'm tempted to take um, Jimmy Cabo because I really like what he did um, for Angers. I mean, his runs are just difference makers, and um, and he's just. I think he has like. 100 more tackles than any other players in Liga uh, for a for a uh, right winger that became right back after that. Um, so so I definitely had him on on my on my piece. Uh, I'll I'll go for Luan Perez. Is that, is that the last one? Yeah, it's my last. Um, no, you've got two more, right? Because I've got oh, two more. more. So yeah, I have the other one. I'll go for Luan Perez yeah. as my uh, as my center defender on the left. Uh, we, we we talked about him a little bit earlier uh, as as a left footed center back. I I just think he um, his offensive ability has been everything that we've seen at the beginning. We've only seen that is uh, is just a small part of what his talent actually is. I mean, um, the way he tackles in the box defensively, um, the surety with which he's happy to just yeah. turn around and dribble in the middle of his box with three players around him. Uh, I really think that we don't realize how good uh, he is or, or can be uh, because, again, that famous organized chaos that we see uh, in Marseille. And I also think he's hitting definitely a bit of a low uh, in the past months, which is weird because that's when Marseille has been the best defensively as well. Uh, but yeah. at the the very first few games, uh, I was in awe because I, I could see him from his back line just running one, two, three passes and just not being afraid to go all the way to the other corner post. Uh, yeah. And next thing you know, he's running all the way backtracking uh, and making sure that he's in his position where, where he's supposed to be. Um, with all the changes that Marseille made in their defense, he's been a constant uh, and when he's not been here, it's been a problem on the left side, whether he was played at that weird left wing position or, mm. or one of the three left defenders. And I feel like now it's him and Saliba on both sides. And then they're trying to see if it's going to be Saletacha or Balerji in the middle. Um, but but I'm, I'm impressed with a player who comes from Brazil, which is a completely different um culture tactically right? right i mean sure he had a he had a bit of a stint in uh in belgium but but he hasn't seen how how big it is in france the the defensive mentality and how um how defenders defenders are left exposed basically and and shun if they make any mistake uh and he hasn't yeah. made really any big mistake in marseille uh which again is i think something not easy when you just arrive in a in, in a city like uh like the one in yeah. south of france yeah. um so so yeah it's uh, i was impressed by a player who comes you know on the on the tip of his toes and then no one really knows him and um he's one like you got paul lopez luan perez uh saliba and sometimes Balergi, none of them were well, Balergi was in marseille but wasn't a real starter last year none of them were here last year and now they all build a defense with Charlie Tachau, who's half an exili, uh, and they end up being the best defense in the league so far. So, yeah. so I think it's uh, it's impressive how he was able to gel with the rest of the team and to perform to to where he performed. And, and they've played the big teams, uh, and and they haven't considered that much against them. So it's uh, kudos to him for uh, for yeah. adapting so so quick to Liga. Yeah. Yeah, he's, I mean, he was my second choice for my left-sided centre-back. He's just—he's very comfortable on the ball, which I quite like. But he's a bit—he's got a bit of nastiness as well, which yeah, which you need. Which will um, take. Yeah, so he's—he's he's, yeah, he's been—he's been good. I don't really, yeah, definitely good choice. Go ahead. Your so last. My, like 
Jimmy Carragher famously said, "No one dreams of grows up dreaming of being a Gary Neville." Uh, so my my last choice is my right back. <laughs> so you took uh, Jonathan Close. Uh, so I'm gonna go with Frédéric Gilbert of Strasbourg. Love it. Very good choice. Uh, I I hesitate. So again, I had three choices. I hesitated with Amari Traoré, who I think doesn't get a lot of recognition. Mm-hmm. But that would make, that would put three Rennes players in my in my defense, which felt a bit OTT. Um, and then I just had to give a bit of a shout out to Fabien Santons, Mess, who I think will go to a much better club very soon. Mm-hmm. What 20, 24, 25? for them right now. Scores all the goals for Mess. Yeah. <laughs> the double against Bordeaux, you know, header in the box. So, um, but in the end, I went for Gilbert of Strasbourg because I know he plays in a in a five. So not re- not, but um, I sh- he's just been re- I've just been really impressed. I mean, I've been impressed by Strasbourg as a whole. I think they were a sort of uh, you know, I meant I mentioned Yamzi at centre back. I mean, I had obviously Ajork, I had Sissoko as well as my, one of my potential holding mids. I think, weirdly enough, Matt Sells has been quite good. Um, yeah, really good. Uh, he's lost a lot of weight from the time I saw him play for Newcastle against Fulham. Um, <laughs> and and so I, it also felt like good recognition for Strasbourg. So, uh, yeah, I went for Gilbert. I think he's he's actually a lot more creative than I thought he was. I, I remember him being kind of a, well, not a marauding right back, but, you know, kind of a, a relatively standard right back, actually, not, you know, solid defensively can put a good ball in etc but actually for Strasbourg I think he's just he's he's a, he's their right hand side by himself pretty much I know that's the formation but he's also just full of energy and he just finds a way to get <laughs> really up the pitch really quickly so uh, and he's got a wicked delivery on him um, so I'm actually quite intrigued I know he's on loan from Villa right and mm-hmm. obviously, obviously Matty Cash is going to be I feel like you can't call him Matt. It's got to be Matty, right? Uh, Matty Cash is um, undisputed starter, and rightly so because he's he's been great. But you know, Gilbert, if I if I were him coming back to Villa, I'd say if he keeps on playing like this, I would say to Villa, hey guys, I've been genuinely one of the best wing backs, full backs in the in Liga, and so he hasn't done himself any harm. That's for sure. I think he's been really good. Can't wait to see a, a Gilbert Coutinho right side at Villa. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah, the less said about that, the better, I think. <laughs> I, uh... I'm, I'm, I'm hoping. I'm hoping to be proved wrong. I'm genuinely hoping because I like to see, uh, I like Gerard, but you know, guy joins this joins the club, mates. managed by his old teammates, that is basing his. Making a set assessment based on when they played together four years ago. He's bringing is is bringing back Dejan Lovren from the Zenit Saint Petersburg. Yeah, it, it's just, I don't know. It's got <laughs> got a bit. I like I said, I like Katina. I mean, he's obviously got quality. Yeah, uh, yeah I, I know we're getting slightly sidetracked, but he's obviously got quality. I want him to do well. I just feel like he's got James Rodriguez written all over. He'll he'll have. <laughs> You know, he'll have five good games to start where people will be like, my God, that, that man is technically incredible. And then he'll disappear for, he'll score two free kicks or a long ranger. And then, and then they'll realize that they've got nowhere to fit him in their side because they've already got any Buendia that they spent like 40 million over. So, um, but sorry, I got, yeah, I tracked. <laughs> I, I, I tend to agree. I hope to be proven wrong, but I, I, yeah, I tend to agree. There's a reason why those players don't succeed at one point. And yeah. so, you know, maybe, maybe something happened in their life and then they come back up, but, but there's a yeah. reason. I mean, I have uh, to say, I also felt, it's going to sound criminal, but I also felt he was slightly overrated when he was at Liverpool. It worked yeah. in that, it worked in that, but I feel like I feel to to end the digression. I feel about him the same way I sort of feel about um, like a player like Firmino. Yes, this this is their club. This is where mm. they grew. This is their team, their coach, their way of to, of playing. Put them somewhere else and don't allow them a full year of actually playing to get back into a different scenario, a different tactic, etc. And you're not yeah. going to get anything out of them. 
Uh, and I think Coutinho, for however good it was, he had been Liverpool brainwashed. And so yeah. changing the whole tactics on him, even though Barcelona is a pretty fluid place, but putting him into a club that already has Messi and Dembele. And yeah. it's, it was like, it just was the wrong choice. And at the moment yeah. where Barcelona was making all the wrong choices anyway. Um, yeah. So, so yeah, I think they didn't do any favor. It, then if you're a really good player, eventually you bounce back. And if you're being thrown to three different teams and you can't bounce back, then yeah, something. Yeah, something that is not yeah. only um, that is not only the coach's fault. Um, Gilbert is a very is a very good choice, and uh, and I think he is uh, like Gilbert and Lienard to me have been two players yeah. in Strasbourg that really uh, have have made the difference out of nowhere. You didn't expect them to be that good, and and Stefan really find um, two people on the wings that he can count on and that are doing the job for him. And you know yeah. he's playing that three five two where. I feel like every single player picked apart, minus Ajok, of course. You're not sure that they have the level for it. I mean, Perrin didn't do really well in Marseille, and then he's okay yeah. there. Yamsi couldn't really find his spot in Rennes, but then he's okay there. Jiku has always a mistake on him, but he's doing okay now. Uh, all those players are like, yeah, maybe, 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 mm. and they're doing really good in Strasbourg. So he's, he's created that, Julien Stéphane. Uh, and so he, he, he deserves it. I mean, can't... can't. Can I just have a mention for Dimitri Lienard? I mean, like, I know you mentioned him, but that guy, I mean, he was playing for Colmar. Mm-hmm. <laughs> six, like a, I couldn't jump. Like part-time semi-professional footballer for Colmar. And then he just made John Strasbourg when they were in National, National 2. Yeah, it was just, down there. And just made his way up with that club forever and became their captain and now playing out of position as a left wing back at like 34. That's just... Leveling that, up to every story. every time. Yeah, that's a great story. That's just that's unbelievable. Sorry, an, an amazing <laughs> layback. Well, Strasbourg has some very good players, so so it, it is worth it. All right, we're going to go to my last player, which is the goalkeeper. You know, the one that I tactically left on the side because you didn't uh, <laughs> need to pick one anymore. Uh, well, I mean, it's it's the two the two rivals, right? It was either uh, it would either Navas or Paulo Lopez for me. Uh, and I'll give it to Paulo Lopez uh, just because Navas uh, isn't actually yeah. the first goalkeeper in Paris. I don't know who's the first goalkeeper in Paris, even though um, Navas should be, I think, the first goalkeeper in Paris because he's uh, he's helped them winning quite a few games this season. And I think his uh, yeah. his impact for the the club of the capital can't be understated. Uh, but Paulo Lopez, like we discussed um, off uh, off before the podcast, um, I feel like. I was the first one to say that I was just not very happy that he was coming to Marseille. Um, and, and, you know, 15 games down the line, uh, it's nine clean sheets. Uh, he's effectively an 11th field player more than he is a goalkeeper. Uh, I mean, the, that little picture that turned uh, onto social media yesterday against Bordeaux, you see him in the, on the central line, uh, which is scary because if we lose the, the ball, then, then he probably loses his job. Um, yeah. but, I think the, the the reason why Marseille has been so hard to play against and so hard to put under pressure is because they have a goalkeeper that is effectively their sweeper. I think Mandanda might have been able to do that too. Uh, he just wasn't given the opportunity to show yeah. how good he was um, with his feet. I mean, at least not in competition. I'm assuming that in training, the work has been done. Um, but Paulo Lopez has just that ability to um, to be wherever the defense needs him to be, um, to avoid the pressure and then being half a goalkeeper, half a defender, uh, we've seen him often just run away from his line and try and intercept the ball and, and doing yeah. it successfully so far. Um, you know, the, his, I think it was his second game or his third game um, in Europa against Lokomotiv Moscow when when we, when we Marseille concedes at the very last minute. I was like, oh, there it is. He had a, a, oh. a clean sheet against Monaco, but this is the beginning of the end already. Uh, and, and it hasn't happened. Um, <laughs> you know, he's, he's, one, he's part of the best defense of Ligue 1. He has the most clean sheets of any keeper of Ligue 1. I think the next one has six. Um, he He's making a, a good amount of saves, although he's part of the team that consists the least shots on target. Um, so clearly he's a goalkeeper in a good defense. Uh, yeah. And that's probably why we're not going to see, or at least I'm not expecting to see, um, you know, Mandanda-like uh, saves on the line and, and, mm. and you know, um, miracles that are going to to save Marseille at some point, but he has done some imp- 
important saves still uh, against Monaco, against Paris, against Rennes, um, against um, against Lyon, against Nice, and and so I think. Um, he unfortunately for him came in at the wrong time because any goalkeeper coming after Mandanda, yeah. unless yeah. we're talking Some about legend. like a yeah, unless he gets a Lafon or or young a young up and coming that we know is going to be a star, uh, it was always going to be hard to replace a legend. I also think he was done like quite quickly and abruptly, but clearly um mm. Sampaoli had a plan and knew that the way for his defense to be good is to have a goalkeeper who's like I said, a, an infield player. Uh, and, and he's done that really well so far. You know, I feel like we were probably two games uh, away from him being booed by the whole stadium if he makes two mistakes because <laughs> we've seen everyone. You're always two games away from being booed by your fans at Marseille. <laughs> <laughs> uh, everyone has seen the videos of what he did last year in the uh, um, in the Olympico in, in, in Roma. So he's a, he has the mistake in him. Um, mm. So I, I, I'm expecting him to maybe not be a, a star in the end of the season. But on that first half of the season, um, you, we have have to admit that he's been a force for uh, for his club, and that if Marseille is where they are right now, it's because of their defense, and he's clearly the the one that makes sure that the three in front of him um, feel comfortable enough that they can turn around and pass the ball, mm-hmm. and that there's no no team has been able to put pressure on Marseille enough to make them um, fall, except Lance with the number one pick, Seko Fofana. Yeah. Yeah, no, I, I have to, I have to admit, I, I'm still, I still have my doubts about Paolo. <laughs> so, Me too. <laughs> and, and that's because, so I, I totally agree with what you said about the fact that he's more than he's more than a goalkeeper for that system, um, and and he he provides so much relief to his defense by 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 playing the way he does. I I just wonder. I just haven't seen enough of him as a goalkeeper. So, you know what I mean? Like, I, it's he, he's been excellent in that role. There's, there's no doubt. And obviously, you don't keep clean sheet by being a bad goalkeeper. And and clearly, his communication is great with his defense. I, 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 I don't, I'm not sure whether he's really had to be decisive. And that's just a, but, but then, you know, that's the flip side of I, I always dislike people who overrate goalkeepers by how busy they are. So, you know, I, you know, one of the names I had here was Lafon. Like, I like Lafon, but he's freaking busy, right? It's going to make you look good if you have to make a lot of saves, right? I mean, um, so, did the same thing. Yeah. So it's, um, that's what, that's what I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing. But obviously, I mean, you don't supplant Mandanda by being a bad keeper either. So he's, no, he's been, he's been a perfect fit for that, for that system. He hasn't made mistakes on crosses. He hasn't made mistakes of corners, which are like my pet divs if the goalkeeper <laughs> isn't able to like judge uh, a trajectory the right way. Uh, and, and you know, you, you're right. You know, the, the goalkeeper who's not busy, you, you want to see how many saves he's going to make. Yeah. And, and the few saves that he had to make, make them right. Yeah. I, don't, I, I don't think he's been tested like, like Navas has been tested or like Anthony Lopez has been tested, for example. Yeah. So he's got lucky on some of those games, but also, but also that's because the defense as a whole is good. Uh, but um, I can't remember now which game I have in mind. I think it was maybe just before the break. Maybe it was Brest or Reims. Uh, there's a few saves that he make on his line, like a double save uh, that you could see. All right, he, he, he's got this, even though we're not seeing it. If we mm. push, push, push come to shove, and it's going to happen soon when we're going to play uh, in, in Europe or even to uh, to wrap up um, Ligue 1, um, we, we'll see how good he is and uh, and how good he he can be. Mm. We have eleven players each. Baptiste, can you uh, can you go through your starting eleven? Yeah, so I've got Anthony Lopez in goal. I've got a back four from right to left of Frédéric Gilbert of Strasbourg, William Saliba of Marseille, Naya Fager of Rennes, and Adrien Truffert of Rennes. My midfield two uh, of TJ Savanier and Boubacar Kamara. On the right wing, I've got Ludovic Blas of Nantes. On the left wing, Amin Guiri of Nice. In the number 10 row, Lucas Paqueta. And up top, the one and only Kylian Mbappé. One and only. That's a solid team. That's a team that should, uh, that should win things. So people, people who, who maybe don't follow uh, our league enough would think that you can put a strong left winger and, and give some trouble to Guibert or, or, or the other around yeah. the Trifer. But seeing how they, uh, 
how they behaved in Liga and this season, um, I think uh, yeah, I think it's a pretty a good uh, little all star of, of the half season. <laughs> Uh, on my side, Paul Lopez is the goalkeeper. I'm, I'm going to change and go to a 4-3-3 now, Ooh, um, okay. but because but because I'm uh, I'm San Paoli, it can it can evolve and, and it can become the 3-1-3-3 that I like. Uh, close on the right, uh, Abdelhamid and Marquinhos uh, in in central defense. So of course, close from Lens, Abdelhamid from uh, Reims, Marquinhos from Paris Saint Germain, uh, and Luan Perez from Marseille on the left. Um, Seco Fofana as a defensive mid uh, in front of him Lovro Majer from Rennes and Dimitri Payet from Marseille nice. uh, and up front uh, Ludovic Ajok uh, and in next to him David on the right and Laborde on the left uh, so I kept I kept forgetting to say the, the clubs as we go but I think we know uh, all those players enough uh, we gave a few shout outs the, um, while we were talking about players um, did you have another two three names of, of players that you thought deserve to be to be called up yeah I uh, uh, Adrien Thomasson of Strasbourg uh-huh. uh, I had it, just, I had just it, Idris Agey of Paris Yeah, yeah, Idris Agay as well. I had, uh, I feel like it, well, obviously Benjamin André of Lille, I know he hasn't had uh-huh. the same team as last year, but he's he's still still pretty good. And uh, I know it's sounding like I'm just doing a massive Strasbourg love fest, but I'm a big fan of uh, Jean-Rinaire Bellegarde. Yeah, yeah, I, I, I looked at him and I was like, oh, he... I've seen some good games and I haven't watched yeah, obviously yeah. all the games of Strasbourg. Um, so, so I don't know if he's always that good, but, uh, you know, he's, I feel that, that again, that kind of player is mistaken for, he's just a fast player on the wing, uh, for the counter, but actually the, um, the dirty work. Um, yeah, yeah. He does, he does is, uh, is quite impressive. And, and, uh, and two more, if I may, just because yeah. I'm going through my list, uh, Romain Fevre. Mm-hmm. Rest is uh, is really good, and I've quite enjoyed um, Steffi Mavididi, Montpellier. Montpellier, yeah, British. Well, surprisingly, mm-hmm. so yeah, yeah, and and I think both of them. The story is good because Romain Fevre had that um, aborted transfer to me to AC Milan where there's a guy on basically shun him a little bit and put him aside for a game, and and he came back and played the football that we know. Um, mm deserve the rumor to go to Mulan to start with. Uh, yeah. And uh, and Mavididi, I think, you know, the pressure was pretty pretty big on him losing um, Delors and Laborde up front and he, and he answered, answered well. Yeah. Um, I had, I had Gradit from Lens. Yes, who I, I feel, in my yeah, I feel like well. he's the defender that keeps Lens honest. Yeah. Uh, Hakimi for Paris just because I think without him they don't score half of the goals that they've scored uh, at the yeah. at the last minute. I mean, what is it? Uh, I put it down somewhere. Uh, eight times out of um, 19, out of 20 games, Paris Saint-Germain um, got their result in the final 10 minutes. I feel yeah. like out of those eight times, seven are assists from Akimi yeah. uh, at the 90th minute in the box, being able to give the ball to either Icardi or Mbappé. I feel like we that's all we see from Paris Saint-Germain. Um, I had Bruno Guimaraes. Yeah, yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah. And, and shout out to my boy Cacré as well. Yeah, Cacré. Uh, Jordan Ferry in Montpellier, I feel like he's taking the role that Mollet had last year. He's, he's just a little bit more present defensively. Um, André Giroto at Nantes, I think he's, yeah. uh, he's, he's been good as a center mid and better than what we expected. Uh, and, and I guess one of my little favorites, because um, we talked about all the strikers already, but in the midfields, because uh, I feel like we we haven't stopped hearing from him, uh, is a trois player, um, Romining, Kwame and okay. Gessan, the yeah. the former Lille player and uh, I think Cercle Bruges before that. Uh, yeah. He's uh, like the first couple of games from trois that I watched. Um, I've seen him always when the ball comes to him and he's facing the defense, always, always turning around regardless of who's behind him or next to him and always going forward. Uh, and it's a quality that I've always enjoyed in the, in the midfield. And I, I wouldn't be surprised if uh, if we hear more of him in the second part of the season or, or next year being into the, the City Football Group situation. Yeah, yeah of course. Yeah. 
Baptiste, that was uh, a pretty awesome chat that we just had. Uh, thanks for uh, for uh, leaving my uh, my dream of the Ryan Russillo, Bill Simmons <laughs> draftable. <laughs> Mine too. <laughs> Mid-season Liga All Star. Uh, we'll give them we'll give them a shout on social media. Who knows? Maybe they'll uh, maybe they'll appreciate us doing it for uh, for Liga football. That'll get them to. Uh, to follow our football uh, a little bit um what you know like kind of like to to wrap it up what has been your feeling um that first half of of Liga in uh in you know in 21 22 uh disappointing big clubs in a way PSG just i know i mean it's weird saying it because they're top of the league with about 11 11 point sets but terrible football um om stare out offensively or constantly in chaos and so the good fun has been seeing other teams other teams develop with a clear identity and that's you know Lens, Rennes, um, Strasbourg you know um, and then actually managers stepping up and being quite surprising so Der Zakarian I didn't know how to in him you know Brest is a good surprise as well Mm-hmm. Um, Julien Stéphane con- uh, confirming the good impression he gave at, at Rennes. Dalolio having a clear identity. Uh, so it's it's been it's been a fun it's been a fun first half of the season. And actually, apart from PSG running ahead with it, really competitive. Um, and that's that's yeah, that's kind of what what I've enjoyed what I've enjoyed. So far. And there's always like you know the odd the odd discovery here or there. You know the Jeremy Le Doiron and those kind of guys mm-hmm. coming out of nowhere, and that's that. I think that's the real fun of, of Ligue 1 is coaches and and teams actually getting players better. And that's always fun to watch. Yeah, I think it's uh, it's almost sad that the year that Paris is so bad, they yeah. still make it to be on top of Liga. Uh, like I feel like that tarnishes a little bit um, how good Liga has been. But also, I mean, you know, credit to like the talents that is in Paris and and like Mbappe that that just wins game for them every time. And 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 just yeah, and just if I can call out a negative, it's just been. I'm not going to end it on that note. So you'll need to find a, a better note to finish on <laughs> the shit, the shit idiocy of people in the stands. This yeah. year has just been yeah, terrible. So painful to watch. Well, considering the spectacle that's on show, that's been it's 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 really unusual from France from French fans. I feel, but yeah, I think it's. Uh, <laughs> hopefully, it's reached its peak and uh, and uh, and it's over. But I've said that three times on podcast this year. Hopefully, it's reached its peak and it's kept it's kept happening. So yeah, uh, yeah, that's pretty bad. And now that there again, there's the uh, the maximum of five thousand. Uh, fans in the stands. I feel like when they are going to reopen again, we might have these sort of issues again with the overexcitement of uh, of fans mm. going on the stadium. Unfortunately, mm. um, yeah, yeah. Look at to to not finish it on that. Um, yeah, exactly. I feel, I, I feel like we're in for a pretty entertaining second half yes. of the season. Uh, I think the the fight for the European um, spots is going to be pretty pretty cool. The fight for relegation is going to be, I think, um, something to watch as well. I, Saint Etienne is going to go down without a fight, um, mm. so I'm expecting a couple of series for either Saint Etienne or Lorient to try and get out of it at the last minute, and that's going to make the top fight even better because those teams are going to have to win games against top teams. I'm, yeah. I'm hoping for Lyon and Monaco that they go back to the standard that's supposed to be. Yeah, but, but it's not going to be easy because it's it's structural issues, not not uh, not just punctual, not just for from yesterday. So. We'll see. We'll see what that brings us. But um, but yeah, and and I think more than anything, I hope that in the European competition, um, the teams do go far. We had such a good first half. Yes. Um, we need to hopefully see a few teams in in semi final, and then that's it. We don't need to win the Champions League. It's, yeah, no, no, it's been no, no. won once. We don't. <laughs> it doesn't need to be won <laughs> twice. Yeah. One once was enough of friends. Yeah. You have a vested interest in it. Stay, stay <laughs> that way. <laughs> that's that's enough. The semi-final is great, and then in Europe, uh, in Conference League, we can go higher. The other the other competitions, we can stop in semi-final. Yeah, but just thank you very much for for being on the pod today. Um, thank thanks for accepting to to speak about Liga. Thank you everyone who's been listening to uh to Castellini. Um, but just 
do you have and i don't want to uh to put you on the spot there do you have a, a, a next episode of the classic um prepared organized the end of the the top 50 french players in in premier league is that something coming up yes yes that's the aim we, we want to close that off we've got the list we just need to go through it so uh yes that's the that's the next those are the next ones you'll be seeing yeah Very cool. Thanks again for being on the pod. Thanks for being on on Castel et Ligne, uh, part of the of the Breaking the Lines media. Of course, thank you everyone who's been uh, listening for a rather long but very entertaining uh, podcast. I hope you enjoyed it. Please um, let us know what you thought about uh, our teams. Uh, let us know if you think that my team would win 5-0 against Baptiste or if Baptiste <coughs> would need to score one goal at the 90th minute uh, to to get one over mine um thank you for listening uh and uh, i'll be back next week as usual to talk a bit more about league and french football thank you everyone bye-bye thanks Baptiste. thanks thanks for having me